Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and you know it. Today, we are talking about binge eating. When folks sign up for the free Primal Potential email list, after a couple days, they get an email from me basically where I'm like, hey, what are you struggling with and how can I help? And a lot of the responses lately have been related to binge eating or evening overeating, any variation on that theme. And if you're like, what is this VIP email list you speak of? You can either get on it right on the homepage at primalpotential.com, or if you're in the U.S., all you got to do is text the word PRIMAL, P-R-I-M-A-L, to the number 44222. So you send a text message to the number 44222 with the word PRIMAL, and that will uh, get you on the email list, or you can just go to primalpotential.com right on the homepage. Binging is something that I have talked about before. I've done a handful of episodes on strategies to kind of beat the binge, if you will. But if we're being really honest, no matter how many episodes I do on it, it's probably something I need to keep talking about because it is a very deeply rooted behavioral pattern that can be tough to change. And I want to make it easier today. Now, let me be, I think it's important if you haven't listened to the past episodes on binge eating, definitely go back to those because there might be something in one of those episodes that's really valuable to you. So if this is an area of struggle for you, then you'd be silly to not visit those episodes. So you can go to the show notes for this episode over on primalpotential.com and make sure to check those out if binge eating or just overeating and feeling out of control is something that you struggle with. When you find a strategy that resonates with you, whether it's on today's episode or one of the past episodes I've done on binging, and you think it represents an improvement for you, don't just keep searching for more strategies. Grab a hold of that one and practice it. Practice it patiently. Practice it consistently because the key to progress is in your practice. The way we change isn't by exposing ourselves to ideas, but making those ideas our own, right? It's not helpful until you do something with it. What I want to do today is I'm going to talk about three, but really more like three and a half strategies to help you if you struggle with this kind of eating pattern, binge eating, that out of control eating, kind of hoarding everything, getting everything in your mouth that you can get your hands on. The first of the three and a half-ish strategies I'm going to talk about is a little bit more science-based, and this gets my inner science geek all excited. Before I break it down, though, and explain the science behind this part of it to you, I want to tell you how I stumbled upon it. I was looking at my own past binge eating behavior, and let's say that hypothetically, I walked into a candy store, right, and they had this amazing fudge, and I bought a big brick of fudge. 
I probably wouldn't eat the whole brick. Or times when I've gone to say like Cold Stone Creamery and I get the biggest size ice cream you can, if that's all I'm eating, when I get to the end, I'm kind of over it, right? Like, you know, it's tasty, but I'm done with it. It's too much. However, when I would go to the grocery store and prepare for a binge and I'd get a pint of ice cream and a thing of fudge and a thing of chips and some Swedish fish, I could house it all. Like, I could eat it all. And what I noticed is my out-of-control eating, my binge eating, really was never just one thing. Well, sure, I can overeat pizza. I could overeat Italian food. When I would binge, it was almost always on a wide variety of food. And I've shared this in past episodes where I go deep inside some of the ways that I binged. So definitely go to the show notes and check out that episode if you haven't heard it yet. But I would do crunchy, salty, chocolate, something sweet that wasn't chocolate, on and on and on. And there is a real science that explains why if we stick to just one thing, we can't go as far. We can't eat as much as we can when we're eating a whole bunch of different things. We can overconsume a much wider variety of food when there's diversity. We can sort of override our body's satiety signals when we have a variety versus when we stick to one thing. I told you guys a couple of episodes ago that I'm reading uh, Wired to Eat, and you can expect a full book review episode on that one coming really soon. But in the book, they talk about uh, eating contests, you know, where the goal is to eat as much as possible. And they refer to this one ice cream eating contest. And the guy is eating this massive quantity of ice cream, and he gets so full that he starts to get sick, and he's not sure he can keep going. Like, he's completely filled up. And what he does is he asks for french fries. And despite the fact that he has to finish this ice cream to complete the competition to win the money, he starts eating french fries and then he goes back to the ice cream. Eating something so different, that salty taste, allows him to refresh his palate and finish the ice cream. When we binge eat, we often unknowingly create an environment that makes it possible to override our body's satiety signals. And we do this when we bounce from one food to another when we're binging. When we're eating one thing, we usually run into palate fatigue. We get bored of that thing or satiety or both. But when we have this smorgasbord of stuff, we override satiety and palate fatigue. On the less technical side of things, when we're going for this big variety, I need something crunchy, I need something sweet, we usually end up eating something we don't really love just because we're looking to create variety. So we don't have this smorgasbord of things that are all totally worth it. It's usually like one or two things we really, really want, and then the rest of it's kind of like filler stuff. I know for me, I like goldfish crackers, but I certainly don't love them. They're not something I want to binge on but I would totally buy them to fit the crunchy salty bill for a binge. And I didn't even realize that that was sort of creating this equation for allowing me to overeat, allowing me to get to the point of physically sick and uncomfortable. I was making it easier to eat so much. And on top of it, I wasn't even really enjoying all of the food because they weren't my favorite things. 
So knowing and understanding this idea of how we can override satiety and palate fatigue leads us to our first strategy. Don't set yourself up for failure. Pick one thing. Don't set yourself up to make it easier to stuff yourself stupid by going for three, four, five different things. And we have to kind of have this overarching understanding here that Overcoming binges has to start with recognizing that we're not trying to create perfection. We're looking to improve the behavior. So one of the ways we can create an improvement is to pick one thing that you really, really love and enjoy that's really, really worth it, right? Pick just one thing. Don't just go for whatever is convenient in the pantry because it's there or for some average cookies in the grocery store because you've decided to go hog wild. Really think about what would be totally worth it and delicious and go for that one thing. You can always have some other thing another day. You don't have to have it all right now. So if you want to indulge, pick one thing and have it be something that you really love and think is worth it. For me, I would rather have some special ice cream from an ice cream shop than some random pint I've had a million times before and I only think is okay. Capture the improvement by picking one thing, making sure it's really worth it. The second strategy is more of a mindset one, and it's one I've talked about before, but I don't think I talk about it often enough because this was one of the single most powerful tools for me when I started making these forever changes. It's a difference in the way we justify the decision, the choice to binge, what precedes putting the food in our mouth. For most of my life, my philosophy was, I'll start tomorrow. And I would argue in my head that if I just got the binge out of my system, tomorrow I'd be all gung-ho to eat well. And it made sense in my head, which is really the problem with most excuses and lies we tell ourselves. They sound logical and therefore we believe them. But if I looked at my actions, if I looked outside the argument I was creating in my head in favor of binging, if I looked at my actions, that told me it wasn't true. Yeah, I'd feel gross the following day, but it wasn't true that binging got it out of my system, this desire for junk out of my system. No, it in fact reinforced that pattern of behavior and kept me from my goals. But if I wasn't going to use that argument of I'll start tomorrow, what was I going to use? And I really leveraged this three words. This became my mantra just for today, just for today. Tomorrow doesn't matter. It's not here yet. Who knows what it'll bring? I'm not planning for the future anymore. I'm not making decisions based on Monday or the first of the month or the start of a year. I started telling myself, just this one day, I'm not going to binge. When I would be driving home from work and thinking about, oh, I could stop and get this, that, and the other thing. No, just just this one day, I'm not going to do it. If there's a desire tomorrow, I'll deal with it tomorrow. I can always binge tomorrow, but just for today, the answer is no. It's just not today. And I would use this in smaller scale ways, too. If somebody offered me donuts at work, you know what? Just for today, the answer is no. If I still want the donut tomorrow, I can deal with that then. I know where the donut shop is. Just for today, the answer is no. Even in applying the first strategy we talked about of picking out one thing and making sure it's something you love that's really worth it, when you're practicing that strategy, you will probably encounter the very strong desire to pick up more than one thing just for today, just for today, I can keep it to one. It is a very 
powerful and manageable strategy because it can feel really overwhelming to tell yourself you're never going to binge again. And then there are legit emotional repercussions if you break that promise to yourself. But just one day, that is totally manageable no matter who you are or where you are or what your history looks like. The third strategy I want to talk about well, before I talk about the third strategy, I want to talk about the problem that the third, the third strategy solves. Then we'll get to the strategy. Think about when we do most of our feel-good self-care stuff. Think about when we set ourselves up for success most. It's in the morning, right? Maybe we say affirmations in the morning, or maybe we have a morning routine. Maybe we meditate to start the day, or we journal, or we work out, or we have a fat-loss-friendly breakfast, and the mornings go well. But most of us are not binge eating in the morning. And yet our self-care is usually in the morning. One of the more reasons that the mornings are easier is because we are doing more self-care then. And at the end of the day, we're, we're done. We're over it. We're flying by the seat of our pants and we come in for a crash landing and we go to bed disappointed. The third strategy is to implement elements of self-care around the time of day when you struggle the most. Now, I know many people are probably thinking, I can't because, you know, the kids and the homework and the dinner and the this and the that. It doesn't have to be a 20-minute thing, right? It doesn't have to be, oh, I go get in a long workout after work. It could be that, but it doesn't have to be. It could be a hot shower. It could be you come home and instead of flying by the seat of your pants, you just wash your face or you brush your hair or you do five minutes of deep breathing or you brush your teeth. It could be listening to a podcast while you prepare dinner or dancing with your kids in the kitchen before they start their homework. It could be five minutes with your journal after dinner. I don't know what it is for you, but do something to take care of yourself around the time of day when you struggle the most instead of front-loading all of your self-care at the start of the day when you feel the strongest. And you don't need to overthink this. You don't need to figure out how you can have time for this big pre-dinner or post-dinner routine. Just pick one thing and do it and see what happens. And then do it consistently. In what way can you take care of yourself or make yourself smile or make yourself feel important at a time of day when you need to feel that way? Now for that half strategy, that bonus tip, and I mean this one maybe most of all, stop being dramatic. If you binge, it's not the end of the world. You didn't ruin anything. You didn't sabotage yourself. And look, it's already in the past. Creating all of this drama and emotion around it, it's not going to help. I was listening to something the other day, and they were talking about when you get to the end of your life, if you were to tally up the amount of hours or minutes you spent doing different things, like at the end of your life, the number of hours you spent sleeping, the number of hours you spent working, but then also the number of hours you spent worrying or beating yourself up versus the number of hours you spent laughing or in pure joy. Stop giving away precious minutes, hours, days, months of your life, stressing about food, beating yourself up about food, which you have total control over. Look, like I said, I don't know, a couple times recently, guilt is for crime, not for food. And beating yourself up over it, it doesn't change it. If it did, you never would do it again, right? 
It's not sabotage, it's a choice. You're in control and you can make a different choice. Never tell yourself that food has more power than you do. It doesn't. It literally has no power. You have all the power and that doesn't mean that you're going to move through life perfectly and never make choices that you don't feel so good about, but you don't have to create drama or worry or stress or anxiety around it. You just don't. You say, what can I do right now to take great care of myself? What can I do with the rest of my day to make it the best of my day? That is where your power is. As we wrap up, I want to give you guys a heads up that the spring fat loss fast track registration is closing in, oh, when is this going to air for you? About two days. So the spring fat loss fast track kicks off on April the 2nd. April the 2nd. So we are closing registration in just a couple of days. If you're like, oh no, I want to get a spot, head over to the show notes for this episode and there will be a link there. If you have previously been in a fat loss fast track and you want to go into the veterans fat loss fast track, the next level of 12 weeks, shoot me an email and we'll work together to figure out which level you belong in based on what you've been through up until this point and we will get that squared away before April the 2nd. So if you're brand new to the fat loss fast track, you can just go to the show notes for this episode and you can register there or If you've been through it before and you're not sure what's next for you, shoot me an email and we will figure it out together. Love you guys. Hope you have a great day. Chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save